Hello, everyone. This is Ola Jackson. I am the host of Stages with Ola Jackson. It is the podcast for the woman who asks, what about me? We focus on the women who are 40, 50, 60 plus who are living their lives in stages. And we focus on issues that impact your quality of life. And we have phenomenal guests who are in great stages of their own lives and want to share with us how we too can nurture the growth of who we are and evolve into the next journey of our lives. Today we have C. Natasha Richburg. She is an MBA and an MIS, and there's a whole lot of stuff going on here. MBA <laughs> and everything else. But um, see, Natasha Richburg has been married to Melvin for over 35 years. The couple have four grown children, and Melvin is also extraordinarily, I said extraordinarily, supportive of every aspect of her professional accomplishments, and she has a lot. After 31 years of the federal government services as an information technology executive, she moved to the next phase or stage of her life to work full-time as the CEO of CNR Ministries, LLC. Now, I'm going to let her tell you more about her, but I saw her on television talking about relationships. And I tell you, I was getting close to calling in. It was a call-in show. And I said, <laughs> I'm booking her today. <laughs> not tomorrow, not this afternoon. I'm calling her people to get her people to get her on this show because I'm a pro. I've been married for 34 years. I know a lot of single people. Here she is. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Tasha Richburg. Girl, you go here. <laughs> Thank you, Ola. Oh, you make me laugh. I I love to talk to people. I love to tell them about my story because, you know, I lived a unique life. And you know, like I said on TV, uh -huh. I didn't even know I had a story until everybody kept telling me. <laughs> you know how when you live your life, it's mm -hmm. just your life and you think everybody lives the same life? Uh-huh. I did not know. Mm. I had this is how much of a clue I didn't have. People say because you know at first I had you know my boyfriend and then he was my husband when, uh -huh. when my children left. He's my man. Oh, okay. He's your boo. I heard you, girl. I'm uh, my man. Everybody, okay. you gotta say it like that. You gotta say it, country. He's my man. He's my man. Oh, man. I said, you, you know what I'm saying? When my children call me, I said, uh uh, I'm not with my man. And they go, hey, daddy. Oh, wow. Well, Y'all still dating. Go oh, on. Oh, my God. Yes, indeedy, Lord. Yes. Right. So, where yes. do you all meet? Where'd you meet your man? It, oh, your it's man. so crazy. Everything that a traditional couple does, we did not do. Oh, yeah. Everything that a traditional, one time um, I was sent a checklist uh -huh. about, uh, you know, traditional. I couldn't fill it out because we didn't do anything. My mother brought him home. Oh, mama brought him home. 
And keep in mind, if you read the epilogue in my book, my mother did not like me. Oh. I lived my whole life with somebody that loved me but didn't like me. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. And she brought him home. I had just graduated from college. I was, she was like, I'm gonna bring you home some crabs. And you know, from Baltimore, we love crabs. She's gonna bring me home some crabs. And she said, make sure you stay up. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stay up. And I'm like the, the type that likes to go to bed early. Uh -huh. And then the first thing you know, he walked in the door. I looked at him and I ran upstairs because I was not properly dressed. Uh-oh. And then I got properly dressed. And then we went out and then we started seeing each other in about- Wait, y'all went out that night? We went, because he stayed in a crabs. My mother and her friends went to a bowling tournament in Pennsylvania. He talked me into going with my mother and I originally didn't want to go because I didn't want to be around old people. Oh. And we went there in Pennsylvania hanging out the whole weekend. Oh. And eventually, three months later, we were still talking nightly and all this stuff. And I said, I said, Melvin, he said, what? I said, do we go together? He uh -oh. said, yeah. I said, well, how long we've we been going together? He said, about three, four months. I was like, oh, okay. Elma, <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. The rest is history. So never any formal proposal. Oh, no formal proposal. But so we was going together without a formal proposal. And then eventually I didn't tell him because I didn't know to speak that, right. but I was looking for an apartment and I, he called it the night and I said, guess what? I found an apartment. He said, you move. And I said, yeah. He said, you can't live alone. I said, I can't. He said, we got to get married. I said, we do. He said, yeah, let's get some rings. I said, okay. Oh my goodness. And that's how we got married. No approach, no proposal, no wedding. We decided to plan the marriage and not the wedding. And you know what? And, and that was something that stuck with me. <laughs> and it stuck. And that needs to be said to everybody getting ready to walk down that aisle. That yes. you planned the marriage. We had no intention. Some folks are planning the wedding and they ain't planning a marriage. Right. No. And I said to him, I said, let me list the things I want to do and the things I need you to learn. You list the things you need me to learn. I said, one thing I will not do is wash clothes, fold them and put them away. Mm -hmm. He said, I can learn that. He didn't know how. Mm -hmm. So he started following his mother around the house and learning how to do clothes. Mm -hmm. I said, I can cook. He said, okay. I said, but just try to figure out how to make one meal. And he uh -huh. learned over the years he can do spaghetti better than mm -hmm. anybody I know. But that's it. Mm -hmm. and but, so, but, that, but it's so important and people need to understand what you're saying here you're saying that a marriage the relationship needs to have a plan because you're spending a year planning your wedding and planning the honeymoon but what happens once you come back home and there's no plan for how this relationship is to work this right. arrangement and that and that is a big problem i did not know other people did not do that. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know other people didn't do that. I mean, it, even like with the finances, mm -hmm. okay, we decided I'm the best with the finances. So we, we put our money together, but he has his own account that he could do. He ain't got to tell me nothing. Mm -hmm. And I got my own. I could do it. I don't tell me nothing. Any big items, we have to tell everything. Right. 
in the business, I have to discuss everything with him because he's in certain things, he's just better than me in terms right. of uh-huh. and and I didn't know, and we always have yearly goals, we go do an assessment of our goals, we do new yearly goals every year. We have children strategy, we have household strategies. I mean, that's just how we live. And you and you all work together. Yes, we're a team. That's the thing. You become a team. And that's why so many marriages do, and relationships do not work. The, the expectations are not laid out. Right. And that's a big problem. And people, people expect things, but yet they don't communicate what their expectations are. And all of a sudden, something happens, and it's on the road to being over. Right. And what I've learned from doing counseling and this is just my term, it's not scientific, mm-hmm. and it's not in any book. Boys speak blue, we speak pink. Mm-hmm. And so a blue will say, um, I'm tired. And then pink is, oh, you want me to clean up at you? Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's, it's not the same thing. Or, or uh, the blue will say, I want you to do that special thing in bed. Uh-huh. And pink here, Oh, when he gonna make me have mine? Uh huh. Uh huh. But they don't talk about what the real issue is, uh, and, and that's the communication part that people just don't have. Uh, he, he, she thinks he should know that she's mad at him, right? You know, so she's rolling her eyes and picking her teeth and walking around sour. He don't know why she's mad at him, right? And then she's getting madder and madder, and he's getting more right. confused and confused. And the best thing at some point is, oh, well, we both be out of here, right? And then they, and they just and they just don't and they just don't understand. And then I found with dealing with my clients and my ministry is men. So my clients are men. Okay. My husband is very comfortable in who he is, and he don't have no problem with that. I always introduce him to them, and every now and then I give him a session alone with them. Uh-huh. Yep. And so that because my husband is very comfortable with me, that makes them uncomfortable at first who they meet my man. I meet your man. Now, what are these men? What do you do to help these men? Well, first of all, the, the, the very first one that came to me, after he came to me, he, it, I saved his marriage. His wife had already filed for divorce. Oh, wow. She had already put the papers in. Um, pretty much she, she, he had to leave and all of that. So what I did, I said, what do you want me to do? You want me to help you with your exit strategy or do you want to try to win her back? Mm -hmm. He said, I want to win her back. I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We laid out the plan. He won her back. I knew he would because I know what girls want. Uh (laughs) And he won her back. And then his other friends like, man, how did you do that? He said, I got a coach. So Mm -hmm. then they was like, we need to talk to your coach. I was like, okay. And I did the same with them. They thought they were getting a divorce. After I helped them lay out the plan. Mm-hmm. And then they got back in. Once they get back in, then I got to talk to the wife too, because uh-huh. she got to understand how boys think. And then they tell other people. And uh-huh. they said, oh, we need to meet this coach. And that's how I got people. Oh, wow. Now, do you, men, are, men are comfortable talking to women? No. Me. Oh, okay. okay. I'm not like most girls. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a jock at heart. You know, us jocks got a different kind of talk than a girl that's never only cheerleader or, or well, you know, uh-huh. we, we have a different role too. I mean, me and my husband, when we dated, we would go to the pickup game at the courts, me, poor God, and he's the tall one. And wow. we play with the fellas. We don't play with the girls. Uh-huh. 
So you got to have a swagger to kind of know how guys think. Mm-hmm. And so what, what gets them to the point of divorce? Is it what we talked about, this communication and expectation? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, am I allowed to be kind of raw on your show? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can. Okay. Oh, we got to tell it like it is. Okay. Especially the older you get. The thoughts bring something that the whites won't do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I and I and I have to tell the girls, you want a thought to outdo you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So some of the characteristics of the thought are meaningful in the relationship. Well, to explain what that thought is. T H O T, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's a what? That you know what over there. Uh-huh. Starting to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they 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 they, but a, a thought won't clean your butt when it's time for your butt to get clean. If uh-huh. you get you know, incapacitated. Mm-hmm. She just did for the good stuff. Yeah. So sometimes as a wife, you got to play that role at times. But that's once you understand the marriage and the list is even. Uh-huh. He's doing his stuff, you doing your stuff. So it's a foundation before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a lot of times, um, I teach my guys how to boo up their wives. Okay. Because sometimes I say, man, she boo the pride. Let's go. That's what we got to do. And I don't do that typical flower candy crap. Mm-hmm. That's all right. I know how girls like to be booed up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes booed up is just plain old touching our foot in the bed. Oh, yeah. Uh, or even just letting her know she's still hot. Oh, yeah. And you don't have to talk. It's that look. Uh-huh. That look. Like, dang. And then sometimes I tell the, the girls... You got to let him open the door and strut through like you on the runway and let him see what <laughs> you Uh-huh. You know, pose when you get close. Uh-huh. I mean, we, it's, it's, it's a dual thing. Mm-hmm. And it's fun and it never stops. You know, it never stops. And it's also, I think you also understand that it's also psychological. Absolutely. Once you begin to realize that there's things like, Sometimes you can't ask him certain questions in the morning. He might be That's better right. That's Sometimes right. you can't tell him stuff the first day of the week. He might be better finding out the bad stuff on Friday. So right. you, 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 you begin to become a psychologist the same way with your kids. Right. Your kids may not like how you talk to them this way. The other one wants you straightforward, mom, what is it? What's up? So you, you do become a psychologist in a sense as it pertains to your marriage and how to deal thing deal with things. Sometimes you can't tell him everything at the same time, but you you looking at what you're dealing with and then you adapt appropriately to make things work. Yeah, of, fighting against it. Yeah, one of the things I talk about in my book, you have to have code words. Oh like if, if I walk in, if I'm I'm like Melvin, he say not now Tash. I know shut it down. Mm-hmm. Don't bring it up. Now not a good time. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how much I want to talk to. When he say not now, it's not now. My code word is, I'm really tired. I need a nap. He knows, shut it down. Don't bring it. Ain't a good time. You got to have code words. Oh, sure. And you, and you can't fight it in a sense of saying, well, I'm going to change him for that. No. No. Uh, it's best that you either adapt to it or are you out. <laughs> you got to right. adapt to And that's something that some women are... are or saying, um, well, no, I'm not going to do that. If he says, not now, and I want to talk, I'm like, right now. I'm talking right but, now. But see, this is where I come when people say that. The one thing I've learned in life that's been my life lessons forever, mm-hmm. being right is overrated. 
Oh, and you said that, uh-huh. I saw Yeah, her. so you might be completely right and he hates your gut. So did you win? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or you might be completely right and you give him his space and win. Mm-hmm. So if you're so busy trying to be right and everybody hates your guts, mm-hmm. are you right? And there's a price to pay for always trying to be right. But being right is overrated. I found in my marriage, I don't care if I'm right ever again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What point is it to be right and nothing I want happens? That's dumb. That's dumb. I, I, I don't need to be right. <laughs> and you and you got 35 years to prove that as evidence that you know what you're talking about. Plus you have this book. Let's talk about right. the book. Yes. And so what happened was um, my male clients were saying, you have to write a book. And I was like, whatever. I'm not thinking about you. Let's <laughs> just make sure. And I said, and I'm, and I'd like to be a, a secret squirrel. They taught me to come out. And I said, I, and don't tell nobody about me. And uh-huh. then they do. They've been telling other ones about me. Uh-huh. And and so what happened was my artist, Sunny Du Marseille, R&B artist. Sometimes when we have gigs, he'll come here and, and stay in my house. While we fly somewhere and come back, sometimes he'll come here because we're recording in the studio in Baltimore. And in that, he's in my house with my husband. Then I go to bed. Him mm-hmm. and Melvin will be up. Mm-hmm. He said, I ain't never seen a marriage like that. I said, what? He said, never. You got to write your book. I need this for when I get married. His parents are married, but he likes the way we are married. Uh-huh. And he says, you got to tell people. I was like, I do? He said, like, yeah. And that's what, that's the impetus to, to write the book. And so it's really conversational. Mm-hmm. I made it funny. Uh-huh. I tell you when I hit the ice cream against the wall because he wouldn't <laughs> talk to me. I tell you how I got him back when he didn't want to go to Luther concert with me. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go with me? I got you, buddy. <laughs> wow. And I, and, you know, I tell them about, I didn't tell them about all four children, but one child in particular, we had to have a deep strategy because he kept escaping. So we had, mm-hmm. I talk about the strategy we put around him. And, you know, so I made it funny. So it's not all serious. Right. Now, where can folks get the book on Amazon? Absolutely. Yeah. If you put in C. Natasha Richburg, all my books will come out. Oh, the, okay. oh, you have more than one. Oh, wonderful. This is my, this is my 12th or is it my right. 11th? How do you find time with all this? You get, you're managing your relationship. Your husband plays a role in some of your businesses. Oh yeah, he so. definitely does. He's my um, brain trust. So once I think through the problem, lay it completely out, I sit with him to run it by him. And mm-hmm. then I've noticed as I've gotten older, and you know it yourself as a successful woman, mm-hmm. as you're moving up, there's some people who are on your side and they start looking at you sideways and yes. you go, what? Well, he notices that. He's got an eye for it. So before, I didn't used to trust him. Now I trust him for that. Mm-hmm. So I trust him to really watch my space because he calls it. He can see the turn before I do. Wow. And he's your best friend as well? Absolutely. I got a chapter about pillow talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what we talk about everything. Pillow talk. Pillow talk is essential. Uh-huh. One of the things I talk to my guys about doing, and I notice that's hard for most of them, uh-huh. is that pillow talk because you got to be vulnerable. Oh, yeah. 
Because being, we, we had a discussion with someone and we talked about the fact that being vulnerable doesn't mean being weak. To men, it feels like being weak. And oh, it's, and they, okay, because okay, so you know how, like if you were a fire eater, you think the first time you're going to get burned, so it'll be hard for you to do it the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, they think being vulnerable is like eating fire for the first time. But once they do it, it gets easier and easier and easier. Now, what do you think about all these um, relationship experts telling women um, think like a man and act like a woman or do something like that. <laughs> All I can say about that, and like like Steve Harvey, I love him to death, and people who read him talked about me. I've never been divorced, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I'll leave it right there. Uh-huh, okay, okay. And a I- lot of them talk, and see how many times they've been divorced. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. marriage is hard. Oh my God. DDJ, DDJ said one time, how come people can be married 25 years and he said because they don't tell everybody the truth i'm here to tell you the truth mm-hmm. the only way i didn't put down dirty truth those have got to be in private sessions uh-huh, uh-huh. i tell you enough of truth to what which it is but the truth of the matter is most married people who make it don't tell the truth uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and a simple analogy is the only way a battery can work is to have a plus and a minus mm-hmm. you got to have a hot and a cold on and off. Everybody thinks marriage is smooth. The best marriage works through the friction because the friction is what moves it forward. Mm-hmm. People try to avoid friction. That's why you're not moving. One thing I, do, I don't like hearing is that marriage is 50-50 because I don't believe it is. Well, it's not. When, whatever your strength is, that's what percentage you're bringing at a different stage in your life. And then right. somebody else may be carrying 80 because things fluctuate. You may have somebody who gets sick and, and don't function in the same way. You may have somebody whose strength is now their weakness. Then you have children, and then that comes into play. So when I hear folks say, oh, it's 50-50. No, it's not. You'll never hear us say that. When the guys talk to Melvin, he said marriage is what it is. Mm-hmm. We got the philosophy, it is what it is. It might be 0-100. For uh-huh. five years, you might be carrying everything. Uh, a lot, of, Yeah, uh-huh. And, and another big mistake that I see all too often, and I see it on these shows, the women see the men come out, the men are all dressed up, looking fine and nice, talking about their businesses and what they want to do. I want to take you out. Not even know these people. Things, when they base it a lot of it on exterior and how much right. money the man has in the bank, reality right. sets in when you get in there. Right. It's different when you're dating and you don't have the bills, you don't have the problems, you don't have the illnesses, you don't have the children. That when that man walks out and you're judging him on his suit and what he's doing, that suit and everything else goes out the window. Yeah. You have to work with him on a crisis. Right. That's right. And that's I think right. a lot of single women have a misconception about what marriage is really all about. But that's because I blame married women for not telling the truth. <laughs> I don't blame single women because you can't know what you don't know. And one of the things I teach my guys in the first phase is the unknown unknown. You don't even know what you don't know. Your wife ain't a thought. So you think I'm going to have a full-time thought. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. Special ain't special. You ain't getting special every night. Mm -hmm. No, stop it. Mm -hmm. But did somebody tell you that? No. So then you think you got to have a chick on the side. That chick on the side, get hit by a car and see if she's still there. Uh, you go, uh, hi, let me tell you something. This is what I say. They do not have a mistress section 
at the florist. Thank you. So when he's dead and the wife is about to collect the insurance, the pension, and everything else, that chick on the side ain't getting nothing but kicked to the side. Right. Right. My mother, um, her, her husband died. She was smart enough to not divorce him because when he died, even though he was living with somebody else when they broke up, um, she was the one who got his pension and his social security. Right. All, all the girlfriend did was show up at the funeral and she left. She came with nothing and she left with nothing. So, right. you know. <laughs> right. And so one of the things is um, understanding that there's a benefit and a value to having a wife. You know, one of the things I do with my guys when they first come to me, I make them study lemonade. Mm. I make them study lemonade and then I make them read um, study 444. What's it called? 444? Yeah, Jay-Z. Oh, okay. (laughs) And so what happens is I say he got one of the most eligible bachelorettes in the whole wide world and he still was a hoe. Oh, well, well, yeah, because, oh, and I think some of these women think that if you look like a Beyonce that your man going to stay, honey, Hollywood has some of the most beautiful people in the world and the men are still out there. But it's still, it's not them being out there. It's not her. It's his his daddy hole. It's his hole. Mm -hmm. And until they get their hole fixed, and that's what he said, until they get their hole fixed, they won't stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's not even them so do you want to stay so he got a whole fit that's why i admire her for staying uh-huh. and i admire him for letting her tell it oh wow because if he had to let her tell it that's why they both had producers credits so she stayed mm-hmm. he let her tell it and when she performed the song at the Grammys, he mm. did not sit in the audience, though he was at the after party, because that's somewhat embarrassing. Oh, but, yeah. they, but they got through it together because the whole had nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I always say in marriage, you can't break what you, you can't fix what you didn't break. Mm. So you think that women should stay then? If the whole is a whole that he's willing to work on, Mm-hmm. And and the one of the things you have to do, you have to be willing to leave. Mm-hmm. But the ultimatum to go get that whole fix, if you get a fix, you know how much better that man's gonna be. You just giving somebody else all your hard work. So what if he continues to do it? If he continues to do the whole ain't fixed. Mm-hmm. My point is, if he goes to fix the whole. Mm-hmm. And you, and if you see in my book, people ask, what is the secret of our 36 year marriage? And you open up the cover and it says, the secret is we both want to make me happy. <laughs> I always want to make my husband happy. And until I understood what made me happy uh-huh. and articulated that to him. And we, so that was like, we was on the road to making us both happy. I mean, I had to deal with my daddy holes too. Mm-hmm. So nobody's perfect but Jesus. Uh-huh. So everybody thinks a person's gonna be everybody's gonna come with a hole. Wow. Everybody's so- gonna come with a hole. And the real the real is that's why I love I don't like watching all that ratchet TV, but I love the way Rashida stayed with Kirk. No, no see, I, see, I don't watch it. So who's Rashida and Kirk? Because I don't oh, watch who's that? <laughs> 
Oh, love and hip hop Atlanta. See, I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but her husband wouldn't have had a baby outside of their marriage. Oh. And they oh, worked through. There gotta be some boundaries, though. Having the baby outside the marriage, gotta be some boundaries. It's gotta be some boundaries, but there was a hole that was bigger than him. And then you later learned she did it at one point in the marriage too, which the public didn't know. And so outsiders can't judge a marriage and nobody can't let an outsider judge a marriage. Mm -hmm. Nobody can't let an outsider judge it. So what do you think about this Wendy Williams thing with her husband? I think what Wendy thing with her husband, the issue was, not so much what her husband was doing, because you could tell it was some kind of collaboratory, collaborative mm. agreement. It was the fact that the baby was born. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And so once that happened, she had to decide, do I want to be a hypocrite and not tell the world what's going on, or do I want to stay in shame? Because mm. I still am not totally convinced that they are ultimately divorced. Okay. Because it's been going on for a long time. Mm -hmm. And he cut off his nose to spite his face because she's the money source. Yeah. I mean, and so I don't think he thought she would leave. Well, surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Well, give us the name of your book again. And I know you have conferences. I've, I've been seeing all over Facebook, social media. <laughs> stuff outside the country, in the country. So tell yeah. us what's going on. Okay, so I have the book. Um, people ask, what is the secret about 36-year marriage, about my marriage? See Natasha Richburg to Melvin Richburg. And I'm going to be speaking in England at a women's conference in September. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be speaking at a conference in Dubai in October. Wow. And then another international conference that will be named soon. Um, next in 2020. Okay. Yeah. But aren't you having your own? I saw something in New York. Is that you? No, that's not me. Mm -mm. Okay. Nothing in New York. Okay. I'm just going to that one. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes, going. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you because, like I said, I was going to grab you because when I, 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 I <laughs> when you were on that talk show and you just, it was like you were on it by yourself. I know it was another uh, host, a guest, but uh, <laughs> you, you were like a firecracker. And just, <laughs> <laughs> just taking the stage. I said, oh, and I got on the phone. I said, right away, I got. I, I need her. I, I'm telling you, anytime you want to chat about it, because I do the real, and I really do have the male perspective on this thing. Like Steve Hardy had the female perspective. I got the male perspective. And a lot of stuff we do is not, it's, it's, it's counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. The right thing to do is counterintuitive. If you find follow what you think initially, that's usually not going to work. Okay. Well, give us your contact information. Um, to me, it's just easier to Google. Oh, just, okay, Google you, yeah. Once once that comes up, everything you said comes. Everything comes. Well, ma'am, I look forward to being in the same room with you at some oh, yes. point. I'm sure yes. we will be. Yes, that would be so much fun. It was yeah. nice speaking with you. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for joining us. If you want to hear more of our shows, just Google Stacey Ola Jackson and you will see all of the platforms that we air on.